0: All right, so we're going to do bonus episode number one.
1: Let's go. Bonus
0: one. Power over God's enemies, and we're going to talk about Elijah this time. We're going to get into a little bit of his situation and where we see this manifesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, dude. That's a GRE <laughs> word, man.
1: You pull that one out. Get a good score on your ACT or law.
0: Ball test um, I don't I can't remember what I did on my aCT it wasn't that good though for the best. like 20 something <laughs> I don't know hey, that uh, was a 21 I think that's yeah. like college ready I think I remember like I was just above 20 and I was like yes See? you know yeah but hey anyway so Elijah he's this he's a prophet at a time uh, Ahab is king and yes. Uh, Ahab is married to Jezebel, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's married to her. Yes. By bad wife to know. choose. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, by uh, you know how kings get married. It was a you know a uh, an alliance between countries. Is really how that went down. So,
0: so where was she from? Yeah.
1: Um, ooh, this is great Bible trivia. I think she was from. Oh gosh, maybe like Ethiopia or oh, okay. Uh, it says it. Uh, it actually does say it in the Bible where she's from.
0: Oh okay. But I didn't uh we're going to have
1: that. to we might have to cut that out. But dude, thank you. That's a uh, I I you know when there's Bible trivia, I don't know. I'm like, all right, good. You got to figure that someone's one out. Someone's got me a good uh, Do you want
0: me to cut that uh, out? <laughs> so,
1: no. If I'm wrong,
0: I want it on full record. Oh, Okay. All right. So, we'll, we'll Google it at the <laughs> end of the show. That could be like
1: really really wrong. She could be an Egyptian queen. She could be um, just one of the nations surrounding uh, Israel. I cannot remember. Um, I think if you, uh, if you just type in her name, uh, you'll, uh, the, probably the first instance that'll come up on the, on the Bible, uh, app will probably say where she's from.
0: King of the Sidonians. The Sidonians? Sidonians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. There,
1: that's what I was way off. Cut that. Ethiopia uh, 16, way off. 16,
0: 16 verse. 31. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So she's. Sidonians? Sidonia? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Right, I whatever. said
1: Sidonia. Cyd- I think Tyre and Sidon, I think are northern countries.
0: Northern oh, okay. cities. Okay. So yeah. All right.
1: Ethiopia is in the south in Africa, so I was about as far well, away okay. as you can get.
0: <laughs> well, you know. At least you know what direction everything's in. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's impressive. Actually, yeah, well, thank you. I, I had either. no idea. It,
1: that's good because now my ego's so low because I like, missed that. If you were like Bible if you
0: are like, "Hey, where's Ethiopia?" I'd be like, "It's
1: over there." <laughs> <laughs> you got a twenty-one on your ACT. I got a twenty-two. That's what. That's the. That's the difference, that's the difference? Like, really. At. It was wow. geography. I got you in oh one point in geography. You, you did excellent on your ACT. No, I'm just joking. I got one. I got more than a twenty-two. Did you really? Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Twenty-six. Did you really? Here, buddy. Wow. You want to guess what my brother got? 33 35 oh man yeah I knew no, it was I'm gonna saying, be high first time he, 35 yeah you told me he's like a genius or something yeah yeah you know? he's really smart Yeah, oh, man I'm so jealous All right. yeah. <laughs> I pretend I'm really smart sometimes I well just...
1: that's really kind of how it goes you're uh <laughs> you uh, puff yourself up in your own
0: mind yeah. yeah exactly you meet people like him and you're like we're not gonna be yeah friends. you gotta <laughs> have people around in your life
1: that are just like dumber than you can't have anybody smarter you know it's like that's, yeah. that's really really important
0: so I told my wife I was like, we cannot hang out with Dave very much. And now, just kidding. <laughs> once a week, once, once a, week. a week is it? That? Yeah, that's weird because I say to
1: Jenny, "I'm like, I love hanging out with Eric because I'd I'd probably feel for the smarter. exact same reason. Yes, like, he yeah. makes me
0: feel so intelligent. <laughs> Guy's so dumb.
1: <laughs> I've got to correct him like three or four he doesn't times. Even know how to an hour a checkbook.
0: <laughs> I'm like that's an age difference, Dave. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> All right, so. So, back to Elijah, though. So, he's in the time of Ahab. He's married. Ahab is married to Jezebel. Mm -hmm. She is a wicked woman. Mm -hmm. Like, she serves the Baals and everything. And she's the... Now, she's the one who... Really, like, when you boil it down, she's the one who was kind of like, kill all the prophets. Because in Elijah's time, all the prophets were killed. Yes. And um, our friend Obadiah right? Is that Obadiah appears in this? Do I have that right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ob- Obadiah. Uh, he appears in here, and he actually saves a uh, hundred of the prophets. Oh, Obadiah. Obadiah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you're fine. That's, that's, no, no, that's yeah, at that 20, yeah. that 26. No, 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 actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. I mean, how,
1: maybe I, you might actually be saying it right. I surely. just say it yeah, loud yeah. and fast. Yeah. And make
0: people think I'm Dude, right.
1: I mean... You said it in you a way know. that made me not really even understand it. So, uh, yeah, like, I don't so even that know. That was sweet. Oh, that man. made me, I'm like, wow, you might actually know Hebrew.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll with that next time. Yeah. When, you, when you, next time you correct <laughs> i be like, Well, in the original Hebrew, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Obadiah, he, uh, he saved some woman. Obadiah. Obadiah. Obadiah is because he's, like, he's like, Oh, baddie. He's like an Oh, baddie. A you know, that's like a.
1: Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta I'm gonna say going. Obadiah. Keep going keep, <laughs> going, keep going, keep
0: going. <laughs> okay. All right. Um I I want to talk about him a little bit later. Um okay. and kind of his his uh, his fear complex. But uh but to start off, Elijah basically is like, hey, there's gonna be this giant drought. And um mm-hmm. see ya and just kinda like heads out. Mm-hmm. So let's let's kind of start right there because We've talked about before, God's enemies aren't people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so what God is really doing here, what he's really warring against is not the people, but rather the Baals and the false gods that the people are worshiping. So he's bringing this drought upon the land to uh, prove his power over them, right? Yeah. It, It was like... Or punishment as well, like what's is?
1: Yeah, so this is a really this is a really great question. You know, so and it, it really is amazing how like iconic all of these uh, biblical characters are. Elijah, uh, Jezebel, Ahab. You know, because Jezebel actually that name comes up again in Revelation. Yes, uh, as uh, deceiving a church. Um, It's So, you know, and Elijah comes up again, obviously with John the Baptist and even Paul very much saw a bit of, uh, you know, his ministry uh, through that lens as well. Um, And so anyway, uh, yeah, so so basically, yeah, Elijah knew that in the law of Moses that if the Israelites were going to combine the worship of Yahweh with any other gods. So it wasn't just that they forsook Yahweh it's just it's actually they uh combined the two so they didn't worship Yahweh alone they took on it was Yahweh and the Baals and so it wasn't like they didn't have the worship of Yahweh it was just that they worshiped um they you know syncretized or brought them together and uh and so you could worship one, you know, on some one day or, you know, worship one on another different day or whatever. So um, and so Elijah knew that this was the fulfillment of the uh, Mosaic law. And so since that was the uh, fulfillment of the Mosaic law, he knew that he could ask God uh, for drought because that was one of the curses that was going to come on idol worship um, is that there, you know, they there would be famines and, and the crops wouldn't grow. So Elijah, knowing the law of Moses, knew what to pray uh, in accordance with the word of God uh, in order to, you
0: know, bring the, you know, the Israel to its knees. So this is, <clears throat> so this is a an intentional prayerful act of Elijah's.
1: Yeah, well, to bring upon that is this like drought
0: through the knowledge of the
1: Bible. Really, you know, his his knowledge of the scriptures.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, we we see actually. <clears throat> we see actually Elijah doing some we talked about like like aggressive prayer uh-huh. uh last episode and we kind of see Elijah doing like some aggressive prayer don't we like where he's just really really pushing his point really trying to 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 make his uh make his case if you will you know we see especially uh when he's he's fled from Jezebel, I mean he kind of argues for him, for him to just die, mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, you know how about how about you just you just you just end this right now, like mm-hmm. just just go ahead and let's cut this off, pull me up, I'm ready to go, yeah, you know, is that a legitimate prayer? we're gonna we kind of skipped ahead there, we'll go back, but is That's that a legitimate fine, yeah. prayer there on his behalf? I mean, he's a prophet, so surely it is right, yeah,
1: I mean, I think what you see, especially in the Hebrew scriptures is And I think if people even know people now who are, uh, who are Jewish people, um, their, their way of uh, praying is, uh, it's actually pretty, you know, I, I find it to be bold, very direct, like, you know, there's arguing, there's case being made, Um, you know, if you're grew up in the, you know, United States, especially if you grew up in kind of youth groups and some of the 90s and 2000s, you know, you're kind of you know, you're kind of used to like father God prayers or daddy God, blah, 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 you Mm -hmm. know, like we love you so blah, 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 blah. And it's like a lot of, when you read, especially the, uh, the Hebrew scriptures, that's not how prayer is a lot. You know, there is that sometimes, but a lot of it is making your case, being bold, you know, asking questions of God, um, even sometimes accusing God of things. And so making him um, come to answer. uh, And so, uh, yeah, so uh these are all, you know, certainly um prayers that um, yeah, they felt comfortable praying. Uh and so that and, and then of course James picks that up later about the uh, prayer of the righteous man, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So we <clears throat> so just to kind of get back to our you know, the actual timeline here of Elijah, he he goes up uh to uh, what some like Brook or something mm-hmm. like that, where mm-hmm. he's you know he gets water, the water's coming down. The ravens deliver bread and meat to yep. him. Really nice of God to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious when that's going to happen at my house. You know, <laughs> just just need a stream and some birds to deliver yeah, food. You probably day. have
1: it better Indeed. than Elijah, I would think. Yeah, actually, so yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> you, you're probably
0: not wrong. I mean, so, I'm, yeah. just, I'm looking for the <laughs> added benefit, not the you know <laughs> exile part. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, but so. He uh, he actually ends up. He, he you know the, the the river dries up that he's drinking from, and God tells him to go down, and there's this woman there, and uh, you know it's one of those like miracle things, I guess. With the 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 flour doesn't run out, neither mm-hmm. does the oil, so she just like continuously makes bread from the same mm-hmm. thing. So yep. they survive through this uh, for that. But what I was really you know I was, I was reading through this again you know specifically for this episode, and. I thought it was really cool, given what we're talking about, like, so the the widow's son dies. Mm -hmm. We have no idea how or Mm -hmm. why, you know, it doesn't say any of those things. But uh, Elijah prays, and God demonstrates his power here over Mm -hmm. his enemy, death, Mm -hmm. and the son is brought back to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is up with the Elijah? He stretches his body over this boy three times. Mm-hmm. You know, is there any significance to this? Because my mind was like, you know, like three days, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. Acts, like, like a picture like, later. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, we, I feel like we're really prone to read these things into the text that aren't there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that, you know, is there any significance to the three here? Do we need to be assigning this to anything. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, If there's any kind of like pointer to it. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Maybe there is something there that I just haven't uh, studied. Not that I've studied extensively, but uh, one of the things, of course, that um, people in uh, Jesus' day, excuse me, uh, really missed was, you know, Elijah came to be the sort of quintessential prophet, right? And of course, there were prophets before. Elijah, but there were and there were prophets. Elijah, or after Elijah, but he came to be seen really as uh, the quintessential uh, prophet. And um, now Jesus points this out uh, about Elijah is that there were not many miracles in that uh, in that time, except for um, Elijah raising um, a basically a Gentile's uh, son, and and that's actually why people of Nazareth wanted to kill him. They wanted to throw him off a cliff because he basically just said that not many miracles happened Um, in Elijah, in the days of Elijah, only um, these instances, and they were for Gentiles. And so, and you can see how Jews thought of Gentiles Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, Uh, and just enough at the uh, mention uh, of that, Uh, they wanted to throw Jesus off a cliff. They got super,
0: super ticked off. Yeah, of that.
1: yeah, when they were gonna murder Jesus, and which is where he was from. He's I mean, where he was from. Yeah, so it's not like they were murdering some stranger.
0: <clears throat> it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like nothing's changed. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, it, it is actually
1: it, it is a it, it's a really good point for us to understand exactly too just how radical then. It was for Paul and the apostles, Peter especially, too. How um, they were going to the Gentiles. You know, they were going out and preaching, uh, and and they're basically saying, "This is the fulfillment of what God had always wanted to do, uh, and it's fulfilled in Jesus. And now we're going to the Gentiles, and you know, they're becoming they're becoming the people of God. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the source. Sort of, you, you know, it's it's almost impossible to really understand." the New Testament in any real way, shape, or fashion, if you don't understand um, just how important it was and what, how controversial it was really for, uh, you know, for Jews to go out in the name of Jesus to bring the Gentiles in, to bring them mm. into the creator God's hold. And so, um, and Jesus, of course, pointed that out there in, in that instance in Lazarus. after
0: After all this occurs, after Elijah's, you know, I guess his time with the widow is over. Um, this is God is telling him he's going to bring rain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, first off, before we get to Obadiah, see, I could have got a 26. Too. Uh, oh, baddie.
1: Oh, baddie.
0: Before we even get to that, uh, it, maybe I missed it, but I feel like there's the whole thing with the followers of Baal and like the 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 wood and and the i think it was the bull meat mm-hmm. and it was the bull yeah 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 and yeah. then the followers um, of Baal can not yeah. fire to happen mm-hmm. uh Elijah could but God doesn't actually tell Elijah to do that that we see in the scriptures right i like are we to assume that God did tell Elijah to do that
1: uh or,
0: or that's just... a yeah that's a
1: really good question um you know, I mean, it certainly, uh, I mean, yeah, there certainly is an instance where you would think uh, Elijah probably wouldn't have done it if he knew that God wasn't going to do it, you know. Right. Um, and so, and there probably is a sense they the, the prophets certainly didn't do much uh, without knowing that what the Lord was going to do. Um so I don't see God uh,
0: being like, "Oh, I see what you're doing here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: like. yeah. It was. Uh, it would probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you're right. There's nothing in the scripture, so it could have been um, either way. And, and this is an interesting way about how God leads. Sometimes He gives specific directions. Sometimes He just puts maybe even something on your mind where you know it's the will of the Lord, and that could have been in this instance too, or just yeah. like, um, you know, I mean, I'll, I know Elijah would have certainly known that there was going to be no fire coming down from the bales uh because they don't exist and so um but of course you know elijah has this power where fire he can call down fire and uh which is interesting you know we'll see that later too you know and is uh when um when the kings send uh you know these uh these, uh like a 50 group band uh, you know, army to him to go yeah. try to bring him back to a city and he just calls down fire on him uh, of course that that's the uh, the uh the disciples then bring take that up when they see the uh, uh, you know they see the unbelief of some of these places they're going
0: i was actually about uh, to ask so, i was like so is that the is this the you know where they get that from
1: yes exactly it, it, yep exactly that they got it from elijah i mean and, and jesus certainly is doing things when he's he has uh you know he's healing uh you know children you know he's resurrecting children he's he's actually feeding the five thousand. you know feeding the you know these this multiplication of bread right these are very elijah like things too right Mm -hmm. so that's actually why a lot of so when jesus asked who do people say that i am some say that you're elijah right you know it was basically and and there was a prophecy of course too that before the great and terrible day of the lord that elijah will come and so. Uh, Wait, where's that prophecy? Malachi. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. In Malachi, okay. yeah. So, um, so people are looking for an Elijah like figure, right? And Today so, or then? No, well, then. Yes, yeah, especially then. Now, the Jews who don't believe in Jesus are still looking for
0: that now. But, uh, but the Jews, especially at that time, were looking for that for, as well. So now the you said, what did you say? The great and terrible mm-hmm. day? Mm-hmm. Or uh, it could be a great and awesome
1: day of the Lord. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Wait. terrible is in the idea of like um awesome not
0: terrible as in bad necessarily so was that jesus or is there still an expectation for an elijah like figure person to come so that
1: John the Baptist was it?
0: Uh, John, yeah. okay. John, so the John the Baptist was the one who
1: Jesus said fulfilled that
0: prophecy. Oh, so that does that yep. fall in line with the one uh, crying in the wilderness, making yep. straight the path mm-hmm. of the yep. Lord?
1: Okay, yep. and he wore <clears> the <throat> same clothes oh, as God. Elijah. I was like, I was getting worried. Yeah. there. So these guys uh, act very symbolically to show the fulfillment of scriptures. You know, even John the Baptist wearing what he wore. You know, um, calling yeah. out from the wilderness, even right like the right. region there, um, but. Yeah. So, but so somehow, you know, Elijah has the authority to call down fire. Um, and so he goes. So, but his real job, it seems like, ultimately, was to, you know, call the people back, uh, particularly uh, the northern kingdom, back to the worship of Yahweh alone, Mm -hmm. which they wouldn't do. But then, but under, but under the influence of. Uh, Ahab and Jezebel, right? The the corruption was just out of control, right? And so, and he was the one that was sent by God to combat that, and uh, and so, you know, that really is when you see the, the what Elijah is doing from the the drought to the no miracles except for the Gentiles um, to the um, the challenge at at uh, Mount Carmel or Mount Carmel, however you want to say. It. And you know, and then even ultimately what God says to him finally at the the mountain of God, um, you know, with the still small voice and all that stuff, it's all about um how God is going to defeat the Baals.
0: Okay. And so, you know, maybe I'm being a jerk here, but when when Elijah goes to confront Ahab and start this whole thing off at Mount uh, Caramel, and he wants to uh, have the prophets of Bail made in there. Caramel, car- you know, know caramel is actually great too. That you're, would, you're, that's you're a different. That really is a different things, uh, man.
1: Okay. That sounds like a very delicious Look place, Mister Twenty Six
0: <laughs> Act. Okay, I, I I can't do this. Yeah. All right, I just want. I, I uh, think our,
1: our maybe our like three or four listeners. I want to make sure that they don't think that's a place of caramel. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. So we got Obadiah. We got Caramel. <laughs> yeah. We got some good stuff. We got, yeah. At least there's got to be one more coming. I can't wait for
0: it. Yeah, it's going to get here <laughs> soon, for sure. Uh, but so Obadiah, he, he freaks out. He freaks out because uh, Elijah sees him. He's like, hey, uh, go get Ahab for me. Let him know I'm here to see him. And uh-huh. Obadi is like, hey, hold on a second. Like you're you're just you're just like off with the wind. Like he sends people out to look for you. Nobody can find you. No one knows where you're at. And you're gonna send me there to get him. And I'm gonna say, Hey, uh, Elijah's here, and then I'm gonna come back and you're gonna be gone. And and like, why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? Because then he's gonna kill me. Like, why is he so concerned about this? If so he knows Elijah's a prophet, right? Uh-huh. Uh he's a prophet, mm-hmm. right? So why would he be concerned about Elijah being like, "Hey, go get Ahab," and then just like woo, just yeah. like, you know, head on out? Yeah. Why what's is he that and here's here's the reason I ask, is he in that much fear of the king and Jezebel that he just thinks, you know, uh what can go wrong will go wrong. Mhm. Is that where he's at? Like, what's his mentality yes, here? He's
1: almost certainly.
0: Yeah, he's yep. not. He's not putting much faith in Elijah here. I guess. I don't Well, want to say he's not putting much yeah. faith in God. I,
1: so you put yourself like so like even just like pretend though. Let's say like, you know, we live in a in an era where um, our government was killing Christians, and all of a sudden, and anytime they found out that you were there. They would come and kill you, right? Like a, you, that's even like what happened in you know World War II in Germany with Jews. And you know, so if you found out that uh, there was a live prophet, it, it was a death sentence. So it wasn't like um, Obadiah or Obadiah. It was. I don't think he's being irrational. He's basically like, if I if I go, it's a death sentence, unless you are really going to do what you say you're going to do. Elijah. But we know this about you, Elijah, is like, you can't be found because they're trying to find him. He, I mean, he literally is like the most wanted man um, in all of Israel. For saying words. So, so, um, no, for bringing about the drought.
0: Well, no, all he yeah. did was say words. I so, mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or his
1: prayer, his prayers. And so, um, and so Ahab hates him, wants to, Jezebel hates him, wants to get him killed. So, uh, I, so Obadiah, when I read it, it, I'm not seeing him as something to be criticized for his fear per se, because he's really just saying something a little bit like maybe Ananias was saying when when God spoke to him, to, or Jesus spoke to him to go talk to Paul right after the Damascus road. It was like, Jesus, don't you know that Paul is the one throwing people in prison? <laughs> you right, know? It's, yeah, like, okay. it's like basically like Ananias had to trust that it was Jesus who sent him because to go to Paul, period, was to be to give himself up
0: um, for a prison. I, I love it, so, man. So. I love that guy. Like he's like this. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Lord, Paul? Wait, what? You sure? Yes. Like, yes. are you positive? Like, I just <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, yeah, which is I love
1: it because that's that's exactly the way we would all react. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I think yeah. Obadiah in probably the same way. Look, that's is a really reacting like all we all would. I like that um, comparison because you know it's basically like. I mean, I guess it would be like if uh, you know, like if somebody came to you and we're like, you know, we're like Eric, you need to go to, you know, some place that's killing Christians right now. Like, you know, you need to go to some, you know, super militant Islamic country or something like that that's just killing Christians anytime they see them.
0: I don't know. I'd be like, I, be got like, a so, like yeah, I got a 21 my ACT, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, that, that would be kind of a, a similar. So, yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well, so it was a pretty good defense of, of Obadiah, Obadiah. I don't I know, know how it. you're saying it now. You just keep changing it. Well, I love
1: there. Obadiah, but I do think it is Obadiah. But, um, but uh, and, you know, and actually, to be honest, too, like, you know, so Jezebel's not threats and actually the killing of the prophets eventually gets elijah to be scared too i mean elijah leaves
0: oh yeah Uh, so uh, that's actually what i was about to go into well but yeah to be fair i mean she's actually trying to kill him you know yes he's actually like being hunted you know yeah and she's killed hundreds she's killed hundreds of prophets at this point yeah but so when we're talking about like this uh power of god's enemies I want to talk about the boldness of Elijah here, Mm -hmm. because we did talk about, you know, God definitely told Elijah what the plan was, that it's not written down in scriptures, you know, to that. Perfect point there. Uh if it is, I totally missed it. But <clears throat> when he goes uh up onto Mount Carmel, caramel, whatever you want to call it, Dave, uh when he gets up there and he sets all this out and he has the water dumped on it, he, he's extremely bold here. Mm-hmm. He's got some really high-end faith. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be real with you. I mean, like, if you and I were standing on I don't care where it's. If we were anywhere, and somebody dumped a bunch of water on it, it was like, I'm gonna have God call down fire, and it's just gonna like, you know, you know, evaporate all this water, burn all this wood up, and everything's gonna be ash. And be like, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, let's see, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge believer. Like, right? yeah. I hey yeah. man, I I believe that this happened for Elijah. I just I'm just think if I was there, I'd be like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd definitely be the guy on the sidelines going, sure you are, yeah. Do you think he's bold because he literally talks to God, or do you think he's bold simply because uh, because of his faith? I mean, yeah, are the two do the two correspond? I mean, do you get stronger faith when God talks to you? yeah, so um yeah, oh yes, for sure. I mean,
1: so faith often is misunderstood often as like leap like a a leap of faith where you don't actually know. If it's going to happen, but you kind of have faith that okay, it's going yeah. to, and so, and faith is not presented like that in the scriptures. Faith is actually presented of as unseen knowledge. So uh, basically, like um, you know, uh, you know it's going to happen. So, um, so just like when you when you ask somebody if they believe, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? If they say, I, I hope he did then they don't yet have that faith. But when they say, yes, I do, uh, then they do have that faith. And that's why it's actually just completely, how do you say it? It's like futile to try to just get more faith in like in the instance you're in. Um, because you like faith is one faith is a knowledge it's it actually is knowledge it's a it's the substance of things hoped for the knowledge of things not seen as hebrews eleven one and so um so um so elijah knows that it doesn't that god's fire is coming uh and it doesn't matter how much water's on that wood uh right it's gonna be consumed he knows but he does he doesn't see it but he knows and so that's why it's really um that's why faith really makes you strong because you know it. Uh, now if you are like in a situation where you're like very weak and you're like really not sure if it's going to happen or not, you really don't at that point, you don't, what you're not trying to do there is having like, um, knowledge that the thing is going to happen that you feel like needs to happen. You, you're really just trusting in Jesus and you're looking to Jesus. That's like, we have our faith is in Jesus, um, and we know that he is the one who's promised to give the power for the situations we're in that we find ourselves. But he will certainly, like you know Elijah, you know whatever situation you might be in, um, he will give you the knowledge beforehand, the unseen knowledge of what you'll need before you have going into it. I can give you an example of this actually, just recently. I um was driving home. Um, from Atlanta, Georgia, from a baseball tournament, my son's baseball tournament, and I was listening to, like, worship music, and um, there was, like, a couple songs came on that was talking, and and a a couple points uh, in these songs that talk about the devil. And and for some reason why I was, like, um, singing that it just like it felt like a little bit just like a little bit extra special when I was singing. It was kind of weird. I don't know exactly how to say it except for like that. But those two parts of that those songs really stuck out to me. And so, and then I um, like after the the second song finished, I got a phone call from somebody who was uh, just like in extreme anxiety uh, in a situation they were in, and I knew. It, it, I just like knew right there exactly what I needed to pray for is that I needed to pray, uh, against, uh, Satan. It was just like, I, I knew it to be an attack of Satan. I prayed against that attack of Satan. I used actually words in the song and that person was like, almost immediately was like, wow, I feel a ton better. Even at this, the prayer over the phone. And then about a day later they were like, yeah, after I got thrown with you, it was like I had no more anxiety. And it was wild. So, it, so but that's what was happening is like I'm just in my car singing worship music. I'm by, in, by myself in the car. Mm-hmm. But that becomes like kind of like comes to consciousness a little bit more. Like that was like really powerful in those songs. I get the phone call, I hear what it is, and I know exactly what it is I need to pray. Mm-hmm. And so, so uh, that was, of course, the Lord's leading. About what you know, he gave me those songs to know exactly what what was happening in that situation to come against it for that other person.
0: So, do you would you say that Elijah and maybe other prophets receive information in a similar way that you did at that time? Now, obviously, you know you wouldn't be uh, considered like a prophet in that fashion, but more um that this is, you know, from the holy spirit or do you think that they received uh more verbal communication?
1: Well, I mean, I mean they you know, how someone gets their communication from God is pretty myriad of ways, you know. Yeah. Um and so yeah, he's got all different kinds of ways to speak to us. D- is did Elijah get it verbally? Um well, we know we know in the cave, you know in the mountain of God when he's fleeing Jezebel that he gets a still small voice, which is really not even a voice it's like a it's all a, you know a, a whisper or a or a, or a wordless whisper. We kind of understand to know that it's this knowledge within his spirit. so but you know God communicates all different kinds of ways sure and and he does he gives and he does give through the Holy Spirit the gift of prophecy which is a a special word from God um, in particular about uh, something specific to the situation that person is in. Um, Was I delivering a prophecy to that in that instance where I was praying? No, I just, it was, but it was just, it would probably be something more like a word of knowledge. Like I knew the exact thing I needed to pray yeah in that situation now does that happen all the time? No, it doesn't happen all the time at all, but I'm starting to become a more aware sure of, the, nice of how though. the holy spirit um, how the Holy Spirit gives you certain things for certain situations. That's like Jesus says when he give you the counselor or the comforter, um he says, You know don't worry about what you're gonna say in advance, especially when when the apostles and disciples and us get arrested.' You know, he's like, don't worry about what you need to say. The the word will give you, the Lord will, or the Spirit will give you knowledge. So,
0: really cool. So, so the prophets would have received, uh, not just in a verbal manner, but all kinds. Like, even the way that we do today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dreams, visions, um, the still small voice, I think, is probably the thing that's, like, most instructive about how most people now have come to learn and understand how... We often get the uh the leading of the Holy Spirit coming through that still small voice like which is like which is kind of cool'cause like when you think of God, you think he would be in the earthquakes the whirlwinds the you know right the, you know these the lightnings the whatever, and he's in the still
0: small voice so the the people that were there uh to witness this Mount Carmel event with the uh the prophets of Baal they had to be uh, you know we know that they're. They're Israelis, right? I mean, they're they're Jews, mm-hmm. uh, and they have to have some form of faith or trust in Elijah. And here's here's why I say that because they're in the middle of a drought, and Elijah calls them to dump what was it four buckets of water? They can't have that much water just laying around. I mean, they really had to pull that out of the reserves and and dump it on there, and really trust that Elijah is going to complete what he's set out to do here and that God's going to bring the rain afterward. And so we see afterward the prophets of Baal are, are chased down and mm-hmm. they're cut down with the sword. Mm-hmm. It, it says by Elijah, but I just don't see Elijah being the one uh doing, you know, cutting all of them down himself. Mm-hmm. Uh Are these other people participating in that? Do you think? And where, where do we stand at on, are they are are they kind of are, are they full in their faith here on this or are they just kind of like hey we go with the guy that brought the rain you know well i mean so
1: you know they are almost like fully in you know Baal worship <clears throat> themselves but you know hopefully this leads a lot of them to repentance right um does it lead a lot of them to the repentance i mean uh you know Elijah is obeying the law of Moses largely sort of like Phineas was back in um when uh you know he uh killed the the um the israelite and the the uh, one, the woman from the nations so where they're committing sexual immorality and um you know so he's fulfilling <laughs> you know he's fulfilling this uh and so, yeah, you think some of these people, uh, hopefully, would have repented, um, but you know, by and large, um, you don't really get the sense that a lot of these folks, except for what what the Lord says later, he's that he's left seven thousand um, that have not bowed the knee to Baal, you know. So okay, um, so yeah, you know, led by Ahab and Jezebel. Uh, The, you know, the tribes of Israel are in a really, really uh, terrible spot, you know, of their own doing, of their own unbelief and idol worship. But, but yeah, but God does uh, kind of fully and finally eradicate the, uh, the Baal worship at that time.
0: And so. We see after this, you know the the rain comes, and instead of being like thankful for it, Jezebel's just like this Elijah guy's gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta yeah. kill this guy, so he runs off. We talked about that earlier in this episode where uh he he's basically mm-hmm. like, you know I, I got it pulled up right here um, where he says. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. It's like, yeah, let's go ahead and call it God. I I think we've yep. we we we've, we've set out, we've completed enough. Let's uh let's call this it. And uh that's that's a little bit crazy, if you ask me, honestly. Uh but you know, we talked about that earlier. And uh uh yeah, so he he ends up uh not not being murdered by Jezebel and <laughs> mm-hmm. he ends up not being pulled up by God at that time either, but later on uh you know it's just like jumping up to second kings uh two and three is it i think mm-hmm. uh elijah, elijah is pulled up though he's pulled up it's when uh you know elisha's kind of like, uh, officially taking his place, I guess mm-hmm. he's, he's stepping into that role. I, who'd have thought that like prophets had, you know, uh, people who would take over for him. I just always kind of thought that they were, you know, like popped out of nowhere, you know, yeah. like, yeah. uh, like, oh, here this guy, Nathan's here and he talks to God, have fun. So he gets pulled up. What makes Elijah, because we, we talked about earlier, like he did basically signs for Gentiles, uh, he didn't, like, he didn't do much. Like, sure, he, he's got the thing on Mount Carmel, and he raised the boy, but uh, let, let's be real, like, you know, it's all in all, like, his his items don't stack up to be that high. What makes him be the one that is brought up, that, that is taken up by God? Hmm. He doesn't die. He's taken up by God. What makes Elijah so special that this happens?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know if there's like a full answer to it. I mean, it's ultimately like God's, you know, God's choice. Uh, Except for, you know, Elijah really is seen as the um, sort of the summit of the prophets, right? You know, you really haven't seen, you've seen... um, you know, deliverers before do some, uh, incredible things, right. Where, you know, you see Samson with his strength and you see you, you know, they, you know, heads of armies and you see David slinging the slingshot at Goliath and all that stuff. But you don't see anybody really up to this point, raising the dead, calling down fire. Uh, you know, you really don't see a lot of that stuff like, um, and, he really is really seen as like the, uh, you know, the warrior prophet when the leadership of uh, Israel was at its lowest, you know. And uh, he really is God's emissary uh, on behalf of the Lord, you know, for the people of Israel, even though the people are themselves rebelling um, under Ahab's influence. And so um, so he really is, um, so yeah, I don't think it's a matter so much of, all the things he did, uh, but it, this, it was the types of things he did, um, and particularly how there was, uh, you know, there really was a defeat, uh, of the enemies of God, um, uh, because of, uh, Elijah, um, and what he was called to do. So that could be why, right? Um, you know, is it, was it a special privilege that he had, like, he went up like that, Um, as opposed to, um, you know, actually having to die. Um, Yeah, certainly it was. But he's, you know, it's I think you see there, too, the the symbolism of it like being taken away in a chariot, right, of fire, right? So it's, again, your warrior. He's your warrior prophet, right, that the the Lord, um, you know, here's his warrior that he's sort of taking up, uh, you know, to... To exalt, you know, exalt him, and uh, so yeah, so he really is from there seen as the um,
0: the quintessential prophet. And so during this entire time that he's uh, the quintessential prophet, if yeah. you will, uh, <clears throat> first off, I, I don't think I, I think yeah, you know, I've always kind of compared Elijah to. David and and even judges, like you were saying, and then, of course, Jesus. And I'm like, well, you know, not really much, man, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess when you break it, I mean, I guess when you start comparing him to prophets uh, and, and his time frame, what was going on, you know, a lot of the other prophets were, for the most part, uh, if they were, you know, serving a, a king of Israel, then what we usually see is uh, that king of Israel is, you know, at least trying, you know, uh, they're not. They haven't torn down altars and begun worshiping bales and whatnot. I guess you know. Not that that doesn't happen elsewhere, but certainly not to this extent, I would say. And then yeah. you have uh, Jeze- Jezebel. I feel like is just kind of like a, a huge like background character here that is calling all the shots, and we mm-hmm. really don't really don't witness her. Uh, you know. Uh, being able to confront Elijah or mm-hmm. anything like that, uh, so that's, I guess, kind of a what would you call it? A a testimony to you know God's protecting of Elijah. You know, she she never she's never able to reach him, right? You know, yep. she's never able to actually get her hands on him. I mean, mm-hmm. Is he ever? Is he ever in prison or anything? I, nothing. No, right? I don't think so. No, yeah. but uh, certainly.
1: Um, yeah, the uh, to be a prophet in Israel was a very dangerous job. Yeah, and uh, and you see in some of these stories too, it wasn't just that. Usually, you were almost always delivering bad news, uh, you know, yeah. because of the because of the sinfulness of the Israelites, the breaking of the Mosaic covenant. Um, so it was almost, <laughs> almost always a, uh, uh, a a tough, a tough yeah. job. Um, and, uh, and this time sounds like a death sentence. And this was yeah. yeah. So this and really Ahab and Jezebel. This is really seen as um, kind of the lowest of the low. And and not that it wasn't low. I mean, y- I mean, you can you can't read through Kings and Chronicles and not just constantly see pretty much after Solomon that uh, this king did evil in the eyes of back the Lord. And forth, yeah. Back and forth, back and forth, yeah. yeah. And so there's very few uh, northern uh, the northern tribes uh, kings who do anything uh, not except evil inside of the Lord. The, the Kings of Judah, there are some Kings of Judah who, you know, try to restore some things and hold things off for a while, but ultimately, um, you know, the curse of the law is, um,
0: is poured out on all Israel. Yeah. Yeah. So Elijah really, I mean, when we're talking about, I don't know, really anything, whether it be, you know our normal normal struggles and whatnot, and then especially though in the context of like what you've been preaching on, like this uh, power over God's enemies. So really, Elijah is the he, he's the uh, he, he's the he's the guy to look up to, really, isn't yeah. he? Like is is that is that. Uh, I don't know. Is that normal? Is that natural to like you know see, look at these characters in the Bible, whether it be a prophet or otherwise, and see their faith and their actions and whatnot, and and say, yeah, that's a that's that's how I should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a really good one. I mean, so Elisha certainly was like when when Elijah was about to be taken up, Elijah you know asked for the double spirit. Right of Elijah, and what Elisha was seeing there was that Elijah's power did not come from just his own personal, you know, abilities. It came from the spirit that was on him, and so that's why he asked for the spirit. If I'm going to be your, your, um, you know, your predecessor, then uh, you know, you're I need what I need the spirit you have. You know, Elijah's like, oh, no. I don't know if you're going to get it, but we'll see. <laughs> if it happens this way, uh, you'll get it. And uh, and so, um, yeah, so, you know, now, and certainly Jews of all times, uh, certainly uh, Saul in the New Testament who became Paul, the Apostle Paul. Elijah certainly was almost certainly his hero, and he really saw himself as a, you know, a zealot. And most zealots uh, really see themselves in sort of that... Um, lineage or at least spiritually, you have like Phineas and and Elijah where they're going to take God's enemies and by physical violence, then um, they might have to do what it takes in order to take out God's enemies, which of course they mean by people who don't believe or are teaching certain ways. Certainly that's one of the reasons why Jesus was killed is because uh, they saw it better to actually Physically kill Jesus because he was misleading the nation. You know that's what they say after the death of Lazarus. Or it's better for one man to die for the whole nation than the whole nation have to be punished. Uh, and, so, um, and so, and so, then you know, then they were themselves prophesying. So, uh, which is wild. But but you know, it, it, and then of course, after Paul becomes a Christian, you see later on in his ministry he comes back to Jerusalem. There are some Jews that make vows that they um, won't won't eat or drink until they kill him. You know, they would have seen themselves very much in the spirit of Elijah, which is not something we are going to do today, right? So it's, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, prophecy in the Holy Spirit now is something that is there to build up the body of Christ, really to encourage believers specifically in its its specificity or its specificness to the situation for that believer right and so um you know it's not something that's going to be uh you know that's going to, anything that's going to happen by uh swords and you know uh, you know our weapons of warfare are not um uh, of the flesh they're of spiritual you know uh spiritual like the to break down strongholds and stuff like what Paul says, so yeah, so um, but the idea of how did how did Elijah get his power? Well, Elisha saw it that he got it because of the spirit that was on him. How did Jesus get his power? He had his power because of the spirit that was on him. How do we get our power? Uh, we get our power by the spirit oh, that is I was on gonna us. Going to
0: guess that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> right. So you that, but that's actually really important. We understand that we don't operate in our own. Strengths. Um, We really must have a dependent relationship on Jesus um, and to work and to act, um, you know, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and not by our own thoughts and uh, intentions.